Welcome to A Little Marketing with Nikki and Mark and Phil, a podcast where marketers discuss marketing and the small moves that make a big difference. A Little Marketing is a collaboration between Blue Whale Communications in Kelowna and 1020 Marketing in Montreal. Have a question or topic suggestion? Email Nikki at Nikki at BlueWhaleCommunications.ca. Look for A Little Marketing on YouTube and coming soon to your favorite podcasting platforms. Subscribe, like, and share. Hi, Mark. Hey, Nikki. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Did that, did that throw you off? A little bit. I feel like your cadence <laughs> is off from the usual like response. It was. It completely was. <laughs> Maybe. New year, new cadence. I was just going to say that. Totally. It's funny. How's it going? How's the start to your 2023? Great. Can't complain. Jumping like right in off the bat. Things have been busy. Things have been good. Good. That's yeah. great. That's what about great. you? Yeah, well, it was a little bit of a hectic, uh, you know, vacation, let's call it, but mm-hmm. uh, only got back, only got back a few days ago, I was working a little bit remote, but I had to pack a lot of work into a couple of days. And now we're here doing this on a weekend, mm-hmm. you know, for the first time ever, which is perfect, actually. And uh, just playing catch up. That's all. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what do we got going on today? We're going to talk to uh, Deepa Pillay, who I met when we were both on the board for Kelowna Women in Business, but she's a marketer. She's been in marketing her whole her whole career. Um, yeah. But recently, a few months ago, her and her husband started an Indian food delivery um, business. They're originally from India and they wanted to bring like real authentic Indian food to the Kelowna area. So um, super excited to talk to her about that, about things like starting a small business and working with a smaller budget. So on that note, we'll see what the Zoom gods do this week. <laughs> Here we go. There you go. That was pretty quick. Hi. Hi. How Hi are there. you? Hello. Good. How are you guys? Good. Thank you. Great. So Deepa, I just gave a really quick introduction to who you are and uh, what the topic was going to be today, but we like to usually start by a quick like introduction and background on who you are and what led you to starting a food delivery business. Oh, okay. Prepare for a long story. No, I'm <laughs> so let's see. My background has been entirely in marketing and communications. My first master's was in public relations and communications. Um, I then worked in PR and communications back in India, which is where I'm from, for a few years. Um, and that was when PR and communications and marketing were two different wings. They were kept very separately. Uh, but then eventually they started sort of falling under the same umbrella and I was eventually put into a marketing role and the last job I was in in India I was an assistant marketing manager for um, a startup a fashion startup and then I decided I wanted to learn the business side of things and the theory behind uh, marketing and business so then I decided to move to my second master's and I did an MBA in Canada and that's what brought me here. Um, How long ago was that? That was five and a half years ago. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so, so I'm still relatively long. new here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and once I finished my MBA, I did it in marketing, 
of course. Um, I had all of my jobs here have been in marketing and communications as well. So I've always been in marketing, always love marketing. I like to joke saying that it's probably one of the few things that I'm actually good at. Um, but the other thing that I'm good at is eating food because I love food. <laughs> and I'm married to someone who also loves food and he um, is great at cooking food. So the reason we started our business, it's called Not Just Curries, um, was because one of the reasons was because when we moved from India to Canada, we noticed two things. The first was that there was a general misconception among uh, Canadians that Indian food was just curry. Um, they didn't know about the plethora of other dishes that are available in the Indian cuisine. That was one thing we noticed. And the second thing we noticed was that most of the Indian restaurants here were Northern Indian um, cuisine. And we are from the Southern part of India. And we really missed the food that we grew up with. Mm. And it kind of made us sad that nobody here knew about Southern Indian cuisine and didn't know too much about Southern Indian culture. And so we decided, hey, you know, it's we miss it and we wish that our new community here knew about it. So why don't we start like, you know, we can we can help people here explore the other side of Indian cuisine. They've probably never had these kinds of dishes before. And that's sort of how Not Just Curries was born. Love it. That's pretty cool. How, how, how do you how do you market the difference, right? Like between the food from the south versus what you believe is is rampant in uh, in your area. Yes. Okay. So the way I describe it to people is um, to to non Indian people is um, the ingredients that Indian food overall the ingredients that Indian food uses are more or less the same. What we do with the ingredients and the combination of ingredients differs from Northern Indian to Southern Indian cuisine, as well as like Eastern Indian and all of that. But just for um, the sake of this, Northern versus Southern Indian, we'll, we'll go that way. So a small example is um, in the Northern, in Northern Indian um, food, they tend to use a lot of butter, hence butter chicken that everybody knows about. Um, but in Southern Indian cuisine, we, we use more of coconut oil. And we use more ghee, which is clarified butter. And that's not there in Northern Indian cuisine. So it's just those small little differences and the types of curries and other things that exist in the Southern part of India are not available at all in the Northern part of India. So mm. it's hard to describe it to someone who doesn't know Indian food, but this is sort of how I explain it to people. That's so fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> also Southern Indian cuisine is very rice dominant. Um, it's not naan bread. It's mostly rice. Hmm. So, but in your communications about not just curries. Yep. How does somebody who's ordering from you know the, know the difference? They, they know it don't. honestly. Honestly, they know it purely because of the names. Their names that they the, the names of the dishes oh, are entire are things that they've never heard of before, right, because they right. tend to be in the southern Indian languages as well. So, so um, that's how they know it's something different. I love. So I've sense. looked at your website obviously um, multiple times. Trust me, you're on my list of have to order <laughs> from. So, you know, I look at it all the time, and it all looks so good. 
but I like how you you have the name and then you have like a really brief story like this is my like grandmother's favorite or whatever it is but then it breaks it down like you explain clearly what's in each dish and what comes with it and like the different components of the meal because you're not just ordering like butter chicken which yes I realize you wouldn't be because we're in a southern but like you're not just ordering that one ingredient ingredient or one portion you're getting a full like three piece meal yes yeah that's actually it's funny bring that up uh, there's two reasons we named the business not just curries it's because we really wanted to drive home the fact that Indian food was more than just curries and the other reason was because it, the way our uh, like a business model the way it's structured is it's per meal. So a person orders an entire meal and each meal consists of three to four dishes in which there's one curry, but there's multiple other dishes as well. And it's those multiple other dishes that for sure people have probably not had before. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's sort of how we <laughs> came up with the name. But yes, if we break it down. There's a story behind each of the meal, uh, each of the dishes in the meal. And we communicate it in a way that people absolutely understand um, what each dish within the meal contains and why we've paired it with each other. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. So Deepa, let's talk a little bit about like launching a business like this and your marketing and how your marketing experience from before has to be adapted to the small business environment that you're in now. Yeah. Again, long story. No, just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First thing I will say, I never, I always shied away from um, starting my own business. It's, it's, it's something I honestly, and I don't know if it's, it's imposter syndrome or what it was, but I genuinely was like, oh no, I'm not built for that. Even though I have an MBA and I have another master's and clearly I can, I can learn things. I still was like, no, it's not my cup of tea. I don't think I can do this. Um, so something I'd always like now after having done it, something I'll say to people is always, you know, it's, you make it out to be so much bigger than it is. So all you have to do is start and then go to Google university. There's everything on Google and there's so many resources available. And along with those resources comes information around marketing for small businesses. So in my day job, I work in marketing as well, but I work and I work in real estate marketing at the moment, and those are multi-million dollar developments that I'm working on. So uh, the budgets that I've had to work with vary from 600,000 is probably the minimum budget I've had in real estate and the maximum is 4 million. So a lot of zeros in the, in the, in the budgets <laughs> that I've had to handle. And obviously that is not the situation with small businesses it's just not feasible to spend I mean how (laughs) you you just can't possibly spend that much so the the thing that I realized was that there is so much you can do organically and through word of mouth that don't require um, money to be spent you don't have to go out and throw ads all over the place when you're starting off the best thing um, to do at least for us um has been get just connecting with our network, letting them know, and then they eventually tell five more people, and then they tell seven more people. Those each of those seven people tell seven more people, and then you go on from there. So, so the key learning was really only look to spend the money where it's absolutely necessary. So websites, for example. Um, and maybe you don't need to do ads. We haven't done any ads so far, haven't had to spend anything on ads so far, and that's been working for us. 
Um, so yeah, I would just say, you know, that's that's been my biggest learning is to really think about where you absolutely need to spend money because when you're starting a business, you need to focus more on making sure that product is good. So as much as possible, try and invest the money in the product instead of, you know, directly thinking about ways to spend on marketing. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Mark and I have a client who now they're one of like, they're a large global business, but the founder speaks about starting early days and working on a tight budget and only spending money when it's necessary. Yeah, And like he credits that as part of the reason to the company's eventual growth. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that's good for me to hear <laughs> yeah, because I sometimes have <laughs> <learn about> patience. <laughs> patience is another thing that I've learned um so it's good to hear stories like this but yeah I can I can for sure see how that's true (laughs) Mm -hmm. so so Deepa beyond word of mouth and your personal networks what have you done from an online perspective beyond your website to help sort of kickstart the business it's um it's a bit of online and offline the way ours is uh the way the way we do things online essentially it's been primarily through social media we we are like our our social media channels are very reflective of our brand so they're very vibrant and they're very like um focused more than just food another one of the reasons i had mentioned earlier that we started not just curries was because we saw the lack of knowledge around the food but also the culture so that was really important for us to be able to um, talk about our culture to the audience and we feel that people are uh, online are really resonating with that I noticed that when I post um, things on social media more than the beautiful food pictures which is what I thought people would sort of gravitate towards more they tend to prefer the content that where I'm speaking about one of our festivals or I'm speaking about like a tradition that we have in Southern India, things like that. So mm-hmm. I think um, that's something that's really worked for us is not being so solely product focused and selling focused on social media. People love learning about the culture and public relations has worked quite a bit for us. Uh, when we, I've worked in public relations in the past, so I know how to sort of like write up a press release and write up a story about uh, the business and send it to the media. So we saw a lot of traction coming from there. Again, public relations is free. You just need to you just need to reach out to the media house or the journalist with your story, and they if they find you know if they think the story is good, they cover it. That costed no money as well. And then besides that, um, a, we we get a lot of referrals, and I. I'm I'm very sure it's because um, we are able to connect with our customers on a deeper level. So again, we really wanted to talk about our culture with everyone. So with each of our meals that go out, with each of our orders that go out, we have a little story card that explains the story behind the dish. So for example, one of our um, best-selling meals is a rice dish called biryani. And it's my husband's mom's mom's original recipe so we have that written in the story card and she passed away in 2020 during covid and we sort of have this dish on as a way to honor her so we've talked about that in the story card and people love that like they they it humanizes the business they know it's a small family-run business it's humans with real emotions and stories behind it and they love learning about um learning about all of these stories and so many of them are saving all of these story cards which is great um and it's because of this connection that they are then talking about it to other people 
and we and so we find that we're, we're seeing a lot of people come in who's like oh yeah Michelle told us about you and she's been loving your food and Samantha has been telling me about it and she loves those story cards and you know so I think the, we connect to the customers that way and that's that's why they talk about us to their friends. Mm-hmm. That's genius. Well, that's amazing I think yeah well Nikki and I talk about this a lot that you know, beyond all these little things that you can do, it's the story that actually is the most compelling piece. And that's what people connect to is the story behind, you know, dishes, the business, the people, yeah. all that sort of thing. And that's what we talk to our clients about all the time. Mm-hmm. It's stories sell. It's not products anymore. <laughs> they buy the story. <laughs> it's connection. It's connection. Yeah. It's connection community. Yeah. Amazing. Totally agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we were talking about was like learning curves. So I know we Mm -hmm. talked about that in the sense of like working with a smaller budget, but when starting a business and like, we have the benefit, I think of having marketing backgrounds. So when you're branching out, there's like a big chunk of that part of, you know, growing a business that Mm -hmm. we've already know, but there's a lot of little pieces like building a website and like setting up email marketing services, whatever. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for learning? sure. Um, yeah, because um, the other thing for us that was a learning curve was how to actually start a business in Canada because we're not from here. Mm. So that itself, that, oh my God, I cannot tell you how frustrating it was. To, it was because it's, it's, it's so different. The culture is so different than India and the way it's done is so different Um than in India so we um, took a lot of time to figure that portion out literally like a how to start a business in Canada like that it's we faced the same thing when we were buying a house how to buy a house in Canada it's so just because we're not from here we have that added layer of learning Mm -hmm. Um, so that's definitely something that we took a while with but through this we there were again there's so many online resources and people to get in touch with there's so many resources out there that you never have to think you're alone there's so so that sort of it took it took me a while to realize there's so many resources out there but once I did I was like okay this is not as bad as I thought Um, and besides that yeah like you mentioned all of the various components that go into the building of a small business right and right from figuring out like how do you build a website how much time does it take it Took a, it definitely took a hot minute to figure, to figure all of that out. But um, we've been fortunate to work with really um, amazing agencies and people who've been able to help us through that. And they sort of have been training us while they've been working on this. So the website team, for example, it's a women-led agency called Unicorn Marketing in Vancouver. And their entire focus is on collaboration. So they want to not just build the product for you but also teach you on how you can like figure it out yourself because they are also a small business Mm -hmm. that's something I learned was um, look for other small businesses to partner with because they sort of understand what you're going through and you can learn off of each other and support each other that way Um, I will also say the learning curve has not ended It no. is still going on? No. No, <laughs> it remember. hasn't ended for me either. <laughs> it yeah, it'll never end. It will never end. And there's Don't so, expect it then. 
there's so many components like filing uh, your PST every month, right? The first time I did it, I did it wrong because I didn't realize that you only need to put in your provincial service tax. I just inputted the entire tax amount. And then two months later is when I realized, oh no, I messed it up the first time. So I had to go back and like edit it and things like that. But the key has been to just teach yourself to have patience with yourself and um, be kind to yourself because no one is born knowing this stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like it's, you have to have patience. Yeah. You really and it takes to. time to grow too, right? Like um, you can't come out of the gate and all of a sudden be booked out the next week, right? Like exactly. Yeah. Patience for it growth is. as well. Yeah, um, that is not a, a quality I have. I have, but you know, this business and my husband's very good at that. He's constantly reminding me, he's like, listen, we've been in business for less than six months. Like you need to cut yourself from some slack a little bit. So I think I've been learning the quality of patience through this experience. Mm -hmm. It's funny. I, I, I've said this before on the show, Nikki, that Somebody once told me when I first went out on my own years and years and years ago that uh, it takes five years to really know what the shape of your business is going to be. Um, so like I, you, I know you guys have a very specific model for delivering food and presenting it and this and that, but maybe in a year or two or three, you might see a different opportunity. You might see a different path. Oh, for sure. The the only so the reason the model is the way it is is because this is what works for us right now. Mm -hmm. right. Um, you know, with your time, with your own personal time availability, is that yes. what you're saying? Time yeah. availability as well as like fund funding availability, right? We didn't, right. and also, my husband and I are both pretty low on the risk tolerance scale. So this is probably the, especially my husband, this is probably the riskiest thing he's ever done in his life. And it, it it's probably the riskiest thing he will ever do in his life is he's pretty risk averse. Um, but we knew we wanted to do it. And we knew that if we kept waiting for the perfect moment and having like everything set in place, opening as a restaurant, we'd, ha we'd probably have to wait forever. And, you know, we, we we didn't want that. We wanted to get into it now. So we sort of created a model that works for us. And this is the this is the model that works for us right now. We didn't have the we don't yet have the capacity to sort of lease our own or, or own our own commercial kitchen. So we found other commercial kitchens in Kelowna that we could um, rent on like an hourly basis. So we've sort of like catered the, we've, we've sort of built the business model to suit where we are at right now. I think that's really smart. Yeah. For for, yeah. Like, for people as risk averse as us, yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Amazing. That's so, amazing. Uh, well, go ahead, Nikki. I was just going to say, like, I think we've touched on like a lot of really great topics and points. And I think one of the things that we've learned is like, Patience is key, both in getting set up and learning and waiting for the growth. Mm -hmm. But maybe just to wrap things up, what are two other things that you would tell to people who are looking to start their own small business? You don't need everything to be 100% perfect to start. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something I'm not, I didn't learn it on my own. My husband had to tell me this. <laughs> Never tell him I said that. But... Um, <laughs> This is going to be I, on YouTube. You know that, right? <laughs> no, I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, so because I work in 
marketing in my day job as well i'm used to everything being absolutely a thousand percent perfect because before public launch right so um i kept so i so, so my husband when he wanted to start doing this i kept putting it off saying no 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 we are not there yet we need to have these 5000 things in place before we do it and then he was like no we need to just start and if we keep waiting to have everything in place before we start then we'll never start because we're going to keep evolving and changing and adding new things so we'll never be at a place where we're 100% ready because we're going to be ever evolving so as long as we're 80% ready we're good to go so as long that's that's sort of what we did actually i'm so thankful that we did that i can't imagine how overwhelming it would have been um mm-hmm. to have tried to wait for everything to be perfect but as as soon as we had the website ready and stuff like that we launched and then now we are adding new new things so we are adding like a newsletter capability and we are soon launching a pickup location and all of that but it's now coming after we've already launched so that's something for sure i would like i'll harp on it till i die it does not have to be a thousand million percent ready before launch because you're going to be evolving and changing anyway mm-hmm. so as long as i i got to tell you something with the benefit of experience that that is not just good business advice it's also very good life advice um, a lot a lot of people become you know paralyzed or afraid because whatever it is that the next step is for them you know whether it's personal or professional they're waiting for the perfect moment but the best yes. advice i ever got was there is never a perfect moment just if you want it go for it yeah actually i think that's how i'm going to live my life now <laughs> you're right it could be such it's great life advice as well <laughs> um oh great and, well, that's great yeah that's and, and i think you asked me for two things nikki and the second one is um the i think we always underestimate the kindness and the support that we get we could get from the community mm-hmm. we've been blown away by how um, kind and supportive the community has been uh, when our so for sake of example when our website launched it was great for like the first two weeks but then a local media outlet picked up our um, story and they published it and then because of all of the traffic to the website the website crashed and i was like great oh my problem God. to have <laughs> I I know but see my mind automatically went to we are done like that's it people are going to think bad of us they're going to think that we don't know what we're doing but we got so many messages from people people saying um oh yeah just let us know once it's back up and running um you know i know the website crashing is a bad thing but the fact that we had so many people visiting is so great so the kindness and the support we received from the community is something at least we definitely underestimated um how kind and supportive they were so yeah leveraging that kindness and that support that's the other thing that i would yeah i think i think that's another great message like perfect Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Mm-hmm. Totally It's agree. All right, well, so I fun. think that's a beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a beautiful note to also, you know, end on. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This was really Thank great. Thank you so so me. much. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. It's been amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for well, coming. Well, we're rooting for you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And Nikki, we can't wait to serve you. Yes, Mark, I will absolutely. I don't think you are in Kelowna, are you? I'm We're in Montreal, it's a little bit oh, of uh, ways Oof. away, yeah. Well, you know, maybe in our 10-15 year plan, we will open a location in Montreal. <laughs> I'd love to see it. 
<laughs> I love the floor planning. That's great. <laughs> love it. <laughs> okay, great. Bye, so nice guys. to meet you. Take care, Deepa. You Thanks, too. Deepa. Bye. Bye. That was so, so does fun. She, well, does she get the award for most positive guest ever? Pause. Yeah, probably. I can't think of another one off the top of my head. <laughs> I know we haven't had any negative Nellies, but she, no. she was great. Yeah. Yeah. No, Deepa is great. That was such a good conversation. So much fun. And mm -hmm. uh, I love hearing these little, you know, baby step stories, right? Like, I think, I think that so much of marketing, whether you're working at a, you know, big, a, a bigger company or a smaller company is like, we, we talk to clients about it all the time. It's like, take little steps sometimes. Sometimes the littlest steps are the ones that you can learn the most from. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I love how she's, they're focused on bringing in the story aspect as well. I think a lot of people don't um, see how the story connects and they've done such a good job of that. And I love that they're including yeah. the story cards, like not just talking about it on social and in their marketing online, but actual story cards in the, in the delivery boxes. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it's it's really, you know, it it it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a new business, but with a veteran marketing person behind it, like, you know, those ideas, those little 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 notes, like like we say, a little marketing can go mm -hmm. a long way, right? Absolutely, yeah. Great. So what's up next, Nikki? So next week we're talking to Haley Robinson. She's a Ottawa-based uh, realtor, and we're just going to talk to her about the importance of marketing and having a personal brand uh in real estate love it sounds great can't wait amazing well thanks mark all right all right nikki we'll chat soon <laughs> we'll chat soon thank you okay. ciao bye um,